All right, here we are. I am your host, Mark Gray. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Playersvoice.com. Joined today by my co-host, former lottery pick, eight-year NBA vet, Demar Johnson. How you doing today, brother? Not much. Oh, I guess I should add your title captain of um a three's company, right? Yep. Now you get to keep the same team name and everything, right? Like it's three's company again all over again, right? Yeah, unless they made some changes between now and then, I believe it's the same name. Okay, so uh that was good. Had the uh, first season of that and signed up again for another what two seasons actually, right? Yeah. Right, that is what's up. Um just me and you today, as we will be talking nothing but NBA, preparing for the NBA season, which actually started last night with two preview games, and then gets underway, finish, uh, most of the teams will play either tonight, and then there'll be some more games uh, on tomorrow, and then everybody will be underway for the NFL season, so NBA season. So, we actually were supposed to do the show yesterday, and boy, what a day, what a difference a day makes, right? I mean, uh... Everything, I guess, in the NBA landscape, at least in the Eastern Conference for that matter, uh, changed drastically yesterday. Um, for anybody who lives under a rock last night, Gordon Haywood, who the Celtics, who many have picked as a, you know, if nothing else, if nothing else uh, a threat to make the uh, Eastern Conference Finals and finally challenged those, um, those Cavs who have dominated the East for since LeBron's been there. And five minutes into his Celtics career, he is hit with a gruesome injury, and um, you got to think he'll be out for at, at best case scenario the season. And you know we don't want to speculate on how much, how much, how much more. Um, with his injury last night, um, one just for on on a, on a player note, when you you ever been you ever seen anything like that, a catastrophic that series of an injury while you were in a game playing? No, I've never never seen it while I've been playing. No, I mean I've seen. I seen Nene um, tear something in his knee, but you know most of them injuries, they don't look like it. You right. drive baseline, nobody touch you. Next day, you know something's torn, but something where it actually looks like, yeah, you know, it's it's something that bad. I never seen that. When when you were at home watching or wherever you are watching it, I know like when I saw it, I was cringing like, and and I'm and yeah. it almost hurts while you're watching it. You know, you just kind of makes you feel funny walking. And then I'm just thinking to myself, like, wow, I can't believe these guys just go and play basketball after that. I mean, that that that's crazy that they're just able to continue and play. I mean, when you see something like that, doesn't it even do you think it mentally affects you and what you're trying to do for the rest of that game or? No, I mean it, it looks it looks worse when you keep watching on TV on on slow mo. Um, when you're out there playing, you you're aware that you know them kind of things can happen. Um, so that you can't let that affect your game. The game has to be played. Now, from the business side of it, what does this do to the Eastern Conference? Doesn't change it. Um, it it'll it'll still be Boston and Cleveland at the end. Um, and and actually, I mean, I, I don't know if it's if it's as bad as it looked. Fracture ankle. Um, it looked like it was a torn torn. You know, knee. What it looked like from the fall, but it was a fractured ankle, and something, something with his tibia. I seen that this morning, last night. They were just saying like the ankle was um, was just fractured, so it, it it could be it could be he can potentially come back. 
Mm, that's uh, okay. So you still have those two teams. You still have the Celtics in the, in the Eastern Conference Finals. With with or without them, I, I still have um, the Celtics there. They still have a. They got a good team. Um, they they the kid Tatum they drafted is going to have to step up. Okay. Um, got a couple questions that we can get into before we uh go down and break down the teams and, and whatever the case may be. Um, after you saw last night, Kyrie Irving when he left, he said that. What he said publicly was that he wanted a chance to be a point guard, which is, uh, I don't know what he thought he was in Cleveland, but um, I, I get it, fine, not uh, not have LeBron dominate the ball, I guess is what he meant. Um, over or under, let's set an over or under, Kyrie Irving's career high in a season is six assists. This year, you see him at eight or nine, or can we say top ten in assists? Um, yeah, I can see him at 8 or 9. You can see him at 8 or 9? Mm-hmm. So you got him at over 8? Yeah, I can, I can see that. Okay. What did you see last night from Kyrie? Uh, and, and what did you, uh, well, I can tell you something. LeBron, was it, did LeBron seem more, um, want to say this may sound more aggressive slash confident on offense? Um,. You know with LeBron, he he just he just picks his his, his times and his moments when where he wants to where he wants to do that. Um, so I, it's it's not like I haven't seen him like this before, um, but he did he did look really confident. He did, like times normally when in isolation plays from what I see normally in LeBron over his career is he he doesn't want the isolation play, right? And when you, when you ISO him, he's trying to find somebody to pass the ball to. I saw several times yesterday it was clear out, and it was almost on some Kobe stuff, like there was no pass. He wasn't going to pass. He didn't look to pass. He was, You know what I mean? Like he had a mismatch. He was putting the guy on the block, and, you know, whether he gave the guy two or three pump fakes, and if they didn't fall for him and that pass in the in the previous years, LeBron would have passed that. He was like, no, I'm, I'm – this is my, my possession. I'm shooting the shot, and – and it was looking good, you, you know what I mean. And it looked like he looked very aggressive, and it looked a little, a little bit more aggressive than what I'd seen, LeBron, like what I've come to expect from LeBron in the past. Yeah, but like I said, it's, it's, it's something that you know when he when he wants to do it, he he, he does it. Okay. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, what did you think of Kyrie and the Celtics last night? Um, I thought I thought they played well. I think they're a good team. Um, even even without you know. I was very curious to see how they was gonna look with um with Gordon, but um um I still think they're good without him. And um they they, they fought back in the game and took the lead and it was a game they could have, you know, potentially won. But Cleveland's also a good team. Um but I still I still I still like what I see from um from Boston. Uh, I thought Kyrie played thought Kyrie played well. Um um Brown Brown played really well, um, and it was it was a pretty fun game. I think when it's all said and done, those going to be the two teams that's fighting for it. What did surprise me is um, how how everybody still embraced Kyrie and they did their handshakes. Yeah, at the end of the game, there right every from everything that we were seeing, and it looked it looked real genuine and real love, right? Because everybody had an individual one with him, and and mm-hmm. and. And they came, like, LeBron and his was immediate, right after the, like, as if they were teammates, right? Exactly. And that was, and, and, and that was, that was kind of surprising and weird because of the way things went down. 
he, he wasn't sure how, you know, how, how they were going to, yeah. I mean, I would expect like at the beginning of the game, yeah, you give him a little pound and keep it moving. You know, everybody doing their handshake to, a, to you know, a guy who basically was like, yo, get me out of here. I, now I'm in a real basketball town. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, would, I would think, I would think, you know, they treat, they treat, treated him, they would treat him sort of like how, you know, KG and then treated Ray, Ray Allen. Right. And Ray Allen didn't even, <laughs> Ray Allen didn't even leave as bad as he did, really. Right. Um, but that was, um, I mean, it's good. There was no, no really hard feelings, but, you know, really, it really surprised me because what, what I was hearing was he wasn't the most popular in the, in the locker room anyway. Well, from what we've seen in his little tour since he's left, I mean, he was not shy about, you know, about, about it. Like you said, taking those things like finally in a basketball town. And, you know, he, he, he you saw, we saw him on first take and he, it was kind of like, I'm leaving and what? You know, like I'm taking my stand and I stand by it. And if you don't like it, I can care less type of thing. And um, I definitely noticed that like literally, and we've seen the Shaq and Kobe thing and, and, and former teammates after, again, what, nobody was expecting them to come out throwing punches at each other, but we've seen the cold shoulders or the other fake, hey, what's up? like you said, dap each other up and keep it moving. I mean, Kyrie missed that shot, and simultaneously they turned to each other like they were still teammates, and the rest of his teammates all came over, and, and, their, and their, uh, their handshakes, which, like I said, each individual for each one of them looked like they were right on, you know, right on time, rehearsed and everything. Right. It, it, it did, like I said, that it never really kind of surprised me because because the reports was you know saying they even, even while there yeah they they love what he gave them on the court but outside of the court he you know like everybody wasn't cool like that yeah so, I, I, and the thing is i believe that um on the flip side of that game right there we have we have the Cavs with a lot of new faces a lot of veteran faces and a lot of moving parts what i saw last night in which um I think was a good thing. Uh, J.R. Smith had started crying earlier, which was kind of weird to me about him being surprised that Dwayne Wade, he has to be the only person in the world who thought that, uh, you know, that, that, that LeBron, that Dwayne Wade came over there to back him up. Like, right? He had to be the only person in the world who thought that. Um, right. Now, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest bit if J.R. Smith ended up playing more minutes than him and playing more games than Dwayne Wade. But if you thought that when that starting lineup names were being introduced that Dwayne Wade wasn't going to start, you're crazy. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I, mean, I don't think it makes a difference. Um, J.R.'s going to play. Yep. Dwayne play. And, and like yeah. I said, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if J.R. Smith plays more minutes than Dwayne Wade. Right. You know? Yeah. So I, I was kind of interested about that, to see him uh, crying about that. But... I, he said something. He's like, "Well, now I got to go back to being on the second unit and just coming in with a mindset of scoring, which I like. I, I like Jr. on the second unit, and I like Jr. with the mindset of scoring versus um, Jr. Has, has, and you know more than anybody because as a teammate, Jr. is a lot better basketball player than he gets credit for, mm-hmm. and and he, and he can do a lot of things now." There are, I mean, the reputation that he has, he's earned it. No, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, he is a streaky shooter. He does some head-scratching things at times. But being in the starting lineup and getting, we've seen Jr. being in the starting lineup get play 30 minutes and get four shots. I, I, I'm not sure. I think if Jr. can come off the bench, play 20 minutes, and get up 10 shots, I like that, Jr. Yeah, I, I like that, too. Um... And, but also, I mean, I like Wade in that role, too. That's why I said 
It don't really matter. If Wade was going to come there, come off the bench, he just come in and just be super aggressive. I'm, I like that too. Yeah, a- absolutely. But but we can't. Yeah, that, of course, absolutely. It's because Dwayne Wade is a superstar and and has able to do that in spurts. But you gotta like the 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 way LeBron chemistry. I don't think you can ignore that. And 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 if LeBron is more, because we've seen over the years where Jr. and LeBron don't look, LeBron doesn't look comfortable with Jr. on the floor, like you know, in, in terms of confidence wise and stuff like that. And what the what these two have done together, you know, I I like their 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 chemistry together. And, and Jr. is a much better shooter than Dwayne Wade, uh, range wise and stuff like that. Yeah. So 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 I like that. Um, do you think there will be any growing and and Derek? Uh, excuse me, Derek Rose. He looked good last year. Um, he just looks better this year. Yeah. So I mean, I, what do you think? Are you expecting any growing pains for the Cavs, or what, what is your what is your season trajectory for the uh, Cavs? Um, Cavs going to go to the finals, to right? Me, regardless of you know whatever path they take. <laughs> they, they, they're going to be in the finals. No team is, is going to beat them in a seven-game series in the playoffs. Um, and and I and I like Derek. I like Derek last year. Um, and I think being on this team is going to be, you know, even better for him. It takes some pressure off of him. Um, he just can really go out there and, and, and play free and, you know, and not have to carry the ball, but, you know, just be aggressive and, you know, make the right plays. Yeah, no, nah, absolutely. Um, so we end up with those teams, and now we can go straight into the second half, that second game, and questions. Now, one, I really, we, we in our other show, in the football show, we spent the better half of our first season talking about Adrian Peterson. And while he's great, New Orleans was a, a head-scratcher for a, uh, for a fit, right? And likewise, the way I felt about that, I'm still baffled about the Chris Paul joining the Rockets fit. Um, and, and we could not name two players who dominate the ball, with the exception of maybe Russell Westbrook, who dominate the ball more than James Harden and Chris Ball, excuse me, Chris Paul, to bring them together on the same team. Um, I, I'm, I, I, I defer. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I'm not saying it can't. I'm not here to say it can't work. But I find that very interesting. And if it... If it does not work, I will not be surprised in the slightest bit. They're both great basketball players, so, I mean, I'm sure you can make it work. But um, I remember when Steve Nash joined the Lakers. Now, yes, Steve Nash was at the end of his career, but they decided they wanted to move him to the two-guard and have him off the ball and turn him into a spot-up shooter. It just We never saw the same Steve Nash ever again. Like That, that just wasn't what he was meant to do. Um, what are your thoughts on that in the Rockets? I, I I thought initially. I mean, of course, when you when you see Harden and and, and Chris Paul together, you wonder, okay, how's this gonna work? I just was like, man, these two veteran guys, and <clears throat> everybody knows that about them. If they still decided to go forward with this, then then obviously there's been talks, and you know everybody talked about you know their their compromise they was gonna have to make, and um and I gave them the benefit of the doubt as being veteran players. Um, so far, what I've seen, um, it, it, it didn't, it didn't look, it didn't look good for Chris Paul. Um, he still, he still got his assists, which, which is. Still did, I think it was like 11 assists with one turnover, which is what D'Antoni yeah. gives you. I mean, you do, and they got shooters over there. They got lots of shooters. 
and they got a lot of shooters. So, so the thing is, is if, if well, I guess if he's going to give you eleven assists, <laughs> I mean, you 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 can't be mad at that. But if, if you got him out there just to be a spot shooter while James handles the ball, then I don't know if you need him out there in in that role. Um, and likewise on the and likewise on the flip side, like I I like you don't want you don't want to turn Chris Paul to just sit there to a spot shooter while James Harden dominates the ball. And I'm not so sure you want to turn James Harden. You know, I don't want Chris Paul dominating the ball and James Harden just standing there as a knockdown shooter either. Right. Well, what 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 I, what I heard is Chris Paul. Chris Paul did an interview saying that he's he's tired of dominating the ball. Um, now I'm sure. That now go ahead. What you, what, what's your thoughts on that? I just, you can't see me, so I mean, you, I, I just kind of smirked. It's just like I mean, we how many times? Right. Right. Okay. You, I mean, you know that. Oh, I'm tired of taking all the shots. Okay. Got you. Go ahead. Um, I'm sure some Clippers, some Clippers players would would, right. <laughs> would would have wished he had that that mindset, you know, right. there. Because um, he, he didn't necessarily have to. He, he, he never had to. It's just how he plays. Um, right, and I I don't believe you change. I think you get to this point in your career and decide. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and the thing is, we're not saying it's not even a ball hog Russell Westbrook. It's just like I decide who gets every shot. You know what I mean? It's a different type. Of, it's not even necessarily a ball hog. Like, he's going to pass. He's going to pass to whoever he wants to, whenever he wants to, and it's your yeah. time to shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so go ahead. Well, he, he, he knows he can't he can join the James Harden team and, and, and still do that because James is going to have to have the ball on his hand. That's, that's when he's most effective. Um, but for them, I thought the PJ Tucker picked up was um, was huge for them. Um, now, as far as last night's game, um, you got the worst the worst shooters on your team knock down threes by Mute and PJ Tucker. Mm-hmm. You know, you get twenty from PJ and fourteen from by Mute, and they hit shots, which those are the worst shooters on the team. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're going to be a hard team to. To be and Gordon coming off the bench with twenty four, um, they still got their shooting around them. Um, they're going to be a good team. Um, I don't, I don't know if, if, if Chris really make it, make it that much of a difference. They, they were going to be good with or without him. Um, but I'm still, 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 it's early, so I'm interested to see how that unfolds out there. Uh, Mike Mike Reynolds asked the question: What happens when the uh, Wings are having an off night? They have zero inside presence. In Houston, yeah, I mean, but yeah, they. I mean, they have zero inside presence in Golden State, um, and, and and they still manage to get to the finals every year. So, when you have that many shooters, mm-hmm. it's it's rare every everybody's going to be off. Now you can afford for you know one guy or maybe two guys to be off. You still have other guys that can knock out shots. Right, I I got you. Now the Chris Paul thing, he they said he was injured, and I'll, let's just take them at their word, and that he was. Uh, I believe the word D'Antoni said was he's out there on one leg. So let let let's assume that that's true, and that's the case. Am I wrong in that if Chris Paul is injured or battling some knickknack injuries at the start of the season, isn't he better taking off a week or two and and getting? So we got eighty two games to play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because they're going to be fine without him. I mean, in fact, I think if he was even out there on the floor in that game, they might lose. I mean, Gordon ended up getting switched on Kevin Durant and got a you know a good strip on Kevin. And you know, Gordon, you know, had twenty four points, and I feel like if Chris, he, he he wasn't out there. Chris was. 
Jordan State probably win that game. So if he's not healthy, then he definitely can afford to take time off. He'll still be okay. Yeah, I, I would have liked to see because – I, I, you hate to see somebody battling injury the entire season when you say may, maybe 10 games at the beginning of the year if, if, to assure us a healthy Chris Paul, who's who's been known to be banged up anyway his whole career. You know, if we can, we want to make sure the goal is, is for him to be healthy at the end of the year. Did you notice last night at the end of the game how many times um, Steph Curry was on James Harden, on, like on key possessions defensively, and, and, and played and stayed with him? You know, I, I think it was... Just off the top of my head, I want to say Harden might have went one for three on those, and, and the, on the one shot he hit was a tough shot. You know, you know, I've been, I've said, I've said it for years now that that, that him not, that him not being able to play defense is just something that somebody said, and and they're not really watching, and it's just convenient to say without without really watching the games because I watch the games, and every time I see someone really try to go at him, especially off the dribble, mm-hmm. he's right there. Man, if you're bigger and stronger than him, you can bully him. Yeah, but he he guards the ball well. I've seen guys, even Kyrie, try to you know do the moves that most of the league would go for. But his quickness allowed him to stay in front of the guy and still contest the shot. Even a big shot Kyrie hits when when they won the finals. Hand was in the face. Yeah, yeah hand was in the face. Nothing else you can do yeah. about that. Yeah, I don't. They the Warriors play defense as a team. They all play defense. Steph plays defense. Steph didn't leave the steals last year. People just say that. I, I like. I agree. Last night to the he, because no, you're right. And 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 the, now I agree with you. It's overblown. I do think there was something to it though. It was overblown. And they, I do think that the Golden State does last year and in the past has made attempts to hide Steph on defense. But yesterday, it to me, it seemed more evident than ever. Like Steph jumped out there on the top, picked up Harden, ISO Island, and and the four. We've seen him. Switch off of that in that situation, and Clay come out of nowhere to come, uh, you know, grab that. Steph, the same way we talked about LeBron in Game One being aggressive and seeming like you know I got a point to prove. Steph did not duck that James Harden isolation, which is probably aside from Kyrie Irving the hardest isolation guy you can pick up forty feet away from the basket, and he stayed in front of him. Well, I, I don't know if it's, I mean, necessarily hiding. It's like okay. I got a better defender in Clay Thompson. Right, right. So I'm going to put Clay Thompson on their best score. Right. I mean, even like, you know, with LeBron, is like, you know LeBron can guard anybody, but if you got Crowder or Shumpert in the game, then, hey, you know, you got him. Same thing. That's why teams have, that's why I think Robson's even in the league. I'm sure Westbrook can guard some of these guys, but no, Robson, you're going to guard him. Right. That's what you're going to pull for. Hey, I, 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 don't dis- I don't disagree with you. I'm saying that the other guy can't guard him. I don't disagree with you at all. Um, the Draymond Green injury, he hurts. Um, assuming that that's nothing too major, uh, Golden State still hands down the favorite? Yeah. Hands down? Yeah, I mean, Draymond's not like, it's not like he's out for the year. Right. No, no, I just, you know what, you know what I saw last night, and I wasn't even aware, I, I, when I saw him playing, I remember the pickup. But uh, Nick Young, man. I think he he falls into that same category with Gerald Smith in that they both have done a lot of silly stuff and and you know that would get that's what gets the attention. But lost in that attention is that both those guys are extremely athletic and can shoot the ball and uh, can do a lot. Like Nick Young is a is a good basketball player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you put him on the Lakers or the Tim, you know a team not doing anything and he probably doesn't just a guy run up and down the floor you know being goofy, but. On a Golden State team in a game that matters, 
I mean, that guy came off the bench and I think went six for seven or something along those lines. Like, yeah. th- that's another weapon. Yeah, and that's that's a um, really good pickup for the Warriors. And I, I think that's going to really, really work out, really work out good for them. I mean, last night, I don't take nothing out of last night. The Warriors, I feel like the Warriors are still the favorite. It's just um, some some players last night for Houston who you wouldn't expect, you know, made may, may some shots and. They only played eight guys, and the three guys that came off their bench had 20, 24. Yeah, right. Definitely saw that. I was like, everybody on the team scored like a dub, except for, uh, like, two players who scored four. You know what I mean? Like, literally everybody got their numbers uh, last night. Right. Absolutely. I saw that. I was like, wow, that 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 is definitely um, that is definitely crazy. Uh, moving out of those two teams, uh, two younger teams, two of the, the NBA's most historic franchises, are in rebuilding mode. Uh, one has been there for quite a while now, and the Sixers, uh, Laker, and the Lakers did a quick uh, rebuild sort of situation here. Who wins more games this year, and why? Lakers or Sixers? Um, that's a, that's a good question. Thank you. Probably, probably. I, I mean, I want to say the Lakers because, well, one, they, I mean, they got Lakers are in the West now. They're in the West. That's that's the only thing is they're in the West. But they, I, I think, think they have a better team. They got a a guy who's I feel like I feel like Lonzo's a leader and he's a good point guy. He's going to make people around him better. And you got a guy in Brooke Lopez who you know is going to give you who can give you twenty points pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it really depends on like guys like Ingram what he's going to give you this year. Um, and um, Randall, who who I like. Um, only thing is they're in the West, but they still got to play. You know, East teams. But they're in the West. I, I don't I don't know if they make the playoffs. And and with Philly, they got a lot of young talent. They're they're talented. And they're young, and they're in the East. But I'm just not sure. I'm not sure how Simmons is going to work out as a point guard. I don't know what they're doing. Markel folks, um, free throw shooting. And I, and I hear they they're bringing him off now, so I'm just I'm just unsure about what to expect from from the, from the 76ers. They got talent, and if and if Embiid is going to be healthy the whole year, just a lot of questions over there. First of all, the Embiid going to be healthy the whole year. I don't even think that's a question. I I I don't see how that happens. Um, second of all, you brought up a lot of names there, and I'll, I'll just cat, uh, backtrack and pick up on some of them. The Brandon Ingram thing. I when he came out of Duke. I was a little skeptical. Um, I think he's already done two years now. Or is this this is third year or his second year? This is his second. No, he wasn't a rookie last year. Yes, he was a rookie last year. He was a rookie last year. This is his second year. Um, they tried to force him out there last year as they were rebuilding and give him some minutes. And um I don't see it. I don't I don't he's very young, so I don't want to say He's a bum or give up on him or anything. I just from watching him, I felt like his release on his shot was slow. I feel like he's uh not as he's not a sharp shooter per se. He can shoot and um, he's not lightning quick. I I just don't see it. You know, I I see the the length and the uh, and and you know I guess the upside in that. But I watched a lot of light Laker games last year and I, I, the number two pick overall. I I don't know. Your thoughts on him? Um, I, I thought he was—he was. He, was um, he still can be, sort of like 
you know, like 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 me or like Kevin, you know, the the six nine long athletic guy who can handle the ball, who can knock down shots. Um, see, I, I see it. The, the handling the ball. You see that? And Black said, "Yes, he is the second year." Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen sometimes where it looks like you know his hand was shaky, and I've seen times where he he do good moves and um and the handle looks good. So it's just about putting it all together, really. Um, his his shot is a little slower, but it's his second year. He's young, and he definitely got time to to put that together. He got he got the ability. Let's and then let's go back to the Sixers. There lots of names on the Sixers. And for some reason, every time you click on a Sixers name, everybody's got an S next to their name or a cross, you know, the, the little holy red cross next to their name. Fultz, game one of the summer league, boom, he rolls, what, he rolled his ankle or, or something, and, and, you know, apparently he hasn't been the same since. Um, you know, you say it, we were, the talk was is that Simmons, Simmons excuse me, was going to be a point guard and doing this, that, and the third, and then you go and draft a point guard number one overall. Now he's banged up, and Bede is on a minutes restriction, which he doesn't seem happy about. Um, Okafor is in, writing in the Players' Tribune that he doesn't even know if he's on the team. You, you know, like, the, it, it, Jaleel Okafor, have we ever seen a guy who, this dude averaged eight, 17, almost 18 points a game as a rookie, and they're talking about him as a bust washed up. The dude's 21 years old. You know how many people in this league have never averaged 17 points, and they've been a hell of a lot longer than, you know, than three seasons? Um, I, I was. It was just unfortunate. I was mad when he went there. I, I really thought the Lakers should. Yes, be yes. I, 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 I really think that we're in a different place right now. If the Lakers pick Oakford, I, I think he needs to change the scenery. Bad. Absolutely. I don't know why they haven't tried to move him. I'm pretty sure he has value. Yeah, I mean, they, they but I, you know, what they're doing over there, they, it was almost like they were banking on everybody being injured. You know, because the second everybody was healthy. Last year, with Okafor and Bead and Noel were all healthy, they had no idea how to handle it. You, you know, they the players went from starting to coaches' decisions. You can't have guys who are drafted top five overall. They're twenty three years old getting coaches' decisions. It, 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 you know, and, and it was like you know, trust the process, trust the process. And then for that one week where everybody was in was healthy, the Sixers had no clue what the hell they were doing. Yeah. You know, so um. I, I'm not sure I have any more. Uh, I think that over there, it's just a lot of talent, but I don't see anything that suggests that it's going to come together and be a productive product. I feel like you can't have that many questions. And, you know, whether it's Okafor or a bench player or a starter. Okay. Can you hear me? I hear you now. Okay. I, I feel like you cannot have that many question marks going into a season. Yeah. You know, and... and, and well, what, well, I don't think the expectations are too high, so... Anything they do is gonna be is gonna be a plus. You you don't I I think um I think most people are expecting AFC in the Eastern Conference is is I don't feel like that's too much to ask for this year. Yeah, AFC in the East. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. They're they're all young. You got rookies out there, and I mean, you got two rookies. I mean, Ben Simmons is a rookie. Right, absolutely, yeah. he's a rookie. Um, it's, it's hard. It's hard to ask. I mean, I was I was talking to a Philly fan in Vegas this summer. And he he he, he, think, he thought they were going to be fit, fit seed. Um, and I was like, well, maybe they can get, maybe they can you know sneak in on the eight. But I, I just don't. I don't expect. I don't expect it. 
I think they can, or they can they can suck. But a whole bunch of guys who have no experience is just hard to have expectations. And then the other name, the biggest name in that thing there, Lonzo Ball. What are your expectations for Lonzo Ball right off the bat? Um, I, I expect him to be up, up there, up there in the top of the league in assists. Um, I think he's gonna make the players around him better. I'm a, I'm a fan of his. Um, I like his. I like. I've always liked his style. The people who play like he played the past for the point guards, the, the point guards who, who can score, but you know they rather get. You know the the guys around them, right? All thing put them in positions to to you know to to hit shots and you know and not dominate the ball and just worry about like stats. It's just like he's literally out there just making the right play. And I've always respected guys who, who played that way. And um and and I do I do I do like what I see from Lonzo Ball. I think it's going to be a good year for him. I I I agree. I'm I'm a fan of. Of the past first point guard uh, drastically, and 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 in the ball uh, movement, and I think the Lakers have the opportunity to be um, interesting. I just feel like the West, while it's still not the West that uh, it was ten years ago, the eighth seed in the West, they don't just hand that out. No. You, you know, you got to play a lot of tough teams night in and night out. I mean, that that means you're playing go- and, and one game you might in one week you might play Golden State, the Clippers, the you know the Spurs. Just like that, back to back to back, you know, whatever the case may be. And, you know, next thing you know, you find yourself in, in, in a nice little uh, losing streak. Uh, another team and the two guys that have been talked about drastically for the last five years or so, Anthony Davis and and um, DeMarcus Cousins, who we've talked about on this show for years on the same level in terms of you've been one, I think it was last year. You, you've always been a huge DeMarcus Cousins fan, and you've always said of Anthony Davis, it's time to start winning something instead of just putting up numbers. And yeah. and when I called you on it for uh, DeMarcus Cousins, you were like, yeah, same you know, same thing for him too. The, the numbers are there. The ability to play is there. But you guys aren't winning anything, like, like at all. And now, ironically enough, they're on the same team. Uh, probably the last two big men in the NBA, and they're on the same team. The Pelicans, what's up? They need they need more. I mean, Rondo Rondo getting hurt, you know, didn't, didn't help at all. No, um, I I really was looking forward to that too. As yeah, as we transition, as we were just talking about Lonzo Ball and point guards who distribute the ball, I really would have liked uh, Rondo there. Go ahead. So yeah, um, he you know like you said, he was the Marcus Cousins fan. Um, um, I like Anthony Davis too, but just when you when you're on that West and you gotta face these teams every night and you're trying to do it yourself. You're not going to win. Um, it's going to be tough to get to give a lot. You might get win on on some nights, but consistently when you're playing against teams that got you know rosters full of guys that can play, and you know they're and, and they used to win year after year and they're playing together. It's going to be hard to compete against that, regardless how talented you are. Um, them two together, uh, we got a sample of it last year. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see how how it happens when they got. You know, a whole summer in training camp, and and now they more familiar with playing with each other because I do think that that can be really dangerous for for teams. If they can get some wings out there, you know, to 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 help them, I I, I love them two together. I love them two together, but um, here it is a question that maybe you can answer. Me. Okay, so the league is gone to shooting. That's what it's all about: shooting and three point shooting and who can shoot. 
if you do that, but if if you have two, there's no more big men, right? And you have yeah. two of them. What's preventing you from? Why do they need to adjust their game and say we need more shooters? Why, why can't they just beat everybody up inside and say you guys need to stop us? Like they have the right. Yes, they, Golden State can say, can you match Steph Curry and and and, and our three point assassins? And you can say no. But how about can you match us down low? I agree, and and that's that's you know that's on the coaching there. Um, but it's sometimes it's just hard to. To, to compete with, I mean, speed speed kills. If you if you got guys out there running up and down the floor, you know, and then both of them guys can shoot and you know can move for their, for their sides. But you matching twos, you matching twos with threes, right? Um, and they both can knock down a shot. And I think for them, that's just a part of them wanting to expand their game um, and not just be one dimensional because. I, DeMarcus Cousins is a big uh, still bang you. He, but sometimes he's going to trail and he's going to knock down a shot because he's he's able to do that now. And, um, and I think that just makes him more dangerous. As I look around the league and we start seeing the centers coming down to some teams out here getting away with 6'8 and 6'9 centers, right? And power forwards who all they want to do is stand out. 6'7 who just want to stand out, you know, we're calling them stretch fours. Don't you want to see DeMarcus, like if you see DeMarcus Cousins being guarded by Ryan Anderson and he's out there battling him at the three-point line, aren't you like, wow, that's great, you can shoot a three and I'm happy for you, but please get on that block. Absolutely. I do I do want that, and and I see that. Like I said, DeMarcus doesn't just sit out there and shoot no. the last whole game like Chris Bosh. DeMarcus Cousins bangs you and gets and-ones. He just still, he's going to take a few of them, but he, he still does his dirty work. And no, Anthony Davis does most of the, you know, jump shooting and, you know, he's catching lobs and getting set ends. He's not going, you know, a lot of the posting and, and, and banging, banging, but the market still gets it in down there. The Pelicans, they do need some shooting, though. Yeah. They, I mean, at, at this NBA, because like you said, you can't change. You can't, while, while the, the three-point shooting accuracy increased all across the board, when these guys are now shooting... There's no shortage of guys who are shooting 40% and, and better from three. You know, you can't, just math-wise, you can't be trading twos for threes when they're shooting them at that percentage. Right. You know, so I do think the Pelicans will need... That being said, Pelicans, we're, making, we're putting them in the playoffs or and where? Or no? I got I to gotta really, really look, look, look at team for team. I haven't done that. Um, and, and see where I... I mean, of course, there's a few teams offhand, you, you you just you just know that's going to get in. And then, you know, there's a you know a few teams who 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 are in a bubble that you, you just don't don't know. They could be in or out. And I gotta really look at those teams. So I'm not I'm not sure. I would think them them not making the playoffs would be would be a total failure with having two best big men on the same team in the league. Yeah, I, I agree, but I, I have now. Of course, when we talk about injuries, there's no bigger question mark than Anthony Davis, right? So, I mean, either one of them gets hurt, and that team is not very good. But you know yeah, what I mean. I still, I still think they should be okay without without one of them. But it just, that's just on. I got I got to see. I got to see. Other than the holiday, I got to see what else is on that was on that team. I haven't really looked at their roster. On the Pelicans. Yeah. It's um. 
excuse me, with with Rondo, with Rondo being out, you start with uh, you have Holiday. I guess he'll move into the point guard situation. So you have Holiday, you have Darius Miller, Eton Moore, Ian Clark, Dante Cunningham. I mean, it's not a lot of jumping out at you there. Nah, that's not good. <laughs> he said, nah, that's not good. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And, and, um, and, and as I look at it, it's just, there. I mean, Fred Jack, Frank Jackson, sorry, hurt. Tony Allen, hurt. Solomon Hill, hurt. I mean, you got a lot of injuries before the season even starts. And again, I'm, we're not talking about the most talented players in the league outside of that either. Yeah, yeah that's not, that's, yeah, they, they got to. I gotta be, like you said, I gotta get some shaking there. Okay. For uh two two future players here that the NBA is crazy about. The Greek freak and Porzingis. Which one of those two would you rather have today? I would rather have the Greek freak, though I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge Porzingis fan. Are you? Huge Porzingis fan. I didn't I, know that. He got he got the potential to be the best player in the league. Like the stuff I some of the stuff I see. Really? Yeah, I would say at his size, like it's really it's really impossible to like block his shot, and and, and he and some of the stuff I see him do like this preseason, I see him catch the ball on top, in and out crossover, left hand dunk, and it's like it's hard to put a big or a small on him. Where a big still not even big enough for him, and the small if he just gets to a point where I'm just going to get you like dirt got to a point where I'm not even wasting a lot of dribbles, I'm gonna catch the ball. At a certain spot, and either I'm gonna shoot it, or if you crowd me, I'm gonna take one, two dribbles and just raise up and get you in the air, or just and get a foul, or just shoot it. If he can get to that point where he just can, he can work that that area. Um, he's gonna be more dangerous. He got range of a jump shot, great shot blocker. You know, saying so he can finish. He's he's not soft at all. Um, it's just you know, big men like that, they they find themselves always having. Foot issues, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And and, and and the Greek freak, he is what he is. He's a freak. He is you know? guy that size. You know, he handles the ball and make all these athletic plays and defensively and pass the ball. If he gets a consistent jump shot, then yeah, <laughs> the league, the league better better very well watch out. But um, I just don't trust his his jump. Now I'm gonna say everything. I'm a huge, I told you last year, I'm a huge Greek Freak fan. I want all the Greek Freak stock you can buy. Like, I think that he is, one, mentally tough. I think he's, uh, I've seen him not, you know, take on challenges, pull up shots. Now, his jump. the only weakness I see in this game is his jump shot is very much re- reminiscent of his coach and, and that. But, I mean, I think everything his coach did, He's he is Jason Kidd five inches taller. You, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have his handles per se maybe but he can handle the ball well you know and he can he's rebounding shot block shots uh you know he's a problem defensively I saw him you know a point guard I can't remember which one it was an elite point guard he finds himself on an island with the guy and the guy thinks he's gonna blow by him and he does and then he just knocks that thing to the third row you know like come on dude my wingspan is seven feet like you know how much further you'd have to beat me to get to the back you know how how much Ahead of me, you have to be to get to the basket. I love him. I love Greek Freak. Um, Porzingis, again, I see what the hype is. He's tall. I think, you know, the, the, the dirt comparison is a lot of people make the dirt comparison because it's easy, one, because of, of their height. They're both foreign. 
and, and, and you see that. Um, the difference is, like, Przingis can shoot for a seven-footer. If, if Dirk could shoot for, if, you know, Dirk could shoot with anybody. Dirk could shoot with the best players in NBA history. Like, that's how good of a shooter Dirk was. Przingis, to me, he's able to, he's a good shooter when you factor in the fact that he's seven foot three. But I don't think he's near the shooter Dirk is. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really agree with that. I believe, I believe Demarcus Cousins is a good shooter for a seven footer, mm-hmm. and and Porzingis shooting is his skill. He can shoot it. You just he just seven foot. Yeah, he's see, I, I I I don't. He's, he's a shooter. That's the thing that he does the best. That's what you think. You think he's you yeah. think that's what he does the best? Okay, yeah, I guess Dirk, what Dirk. I mean, Dirk been just. He, his shot got better and better, you know, as as he got more comfortable in the league and and as years went on, he didn't just come out of the gate. You know, Porzingis came out of the gate better than Dirk. Came out of the gate better than Dirk as what? As a rookie. In terms of what you mean? In terms of his production on <laughs> on the floor, everything, shooting and, and all of that. I mean, Dirk, Dirk, it wasn't it wasn't sweet for him. You know, out of the gate as a rookie, and Porzingis, you know, stormed onto the scene in New York where guys were wondering who the hell is this guy we drafted, and, and turned the whole city into like fans. Like you know, the best, like the best thing feels done. Yeah, no, I mean, Dirk struggled his rookie year. It didn't take it didn't take him that long though. I mean, he was you know by yeah. his second or third year he was a, he was an all star. And um, no, I I I see, I hear you. I felt like last year Porzingis. Coming in his rookie year, I was like, wow, definitely everybody's like, who is this guy? And, you know, he lived up to all the hype. Uh, sophomore year, there was a lot of expectation for him, and it kind of seemed like he hit a wall. And, but it was, it was, it wasn't, first of all, they was, I don't know why they was monitoring his minutes. Um, they, they, they were doing that, but it was the whole team. Right. It wasn't, I mean, <laughs> they, was, was, they, they were acting like he couldn't play. Yeah, no, nah, there was Phil Jackson did a number on that team. <laughs> he right, did it. Was, it wasn't so. I, I didn't really, you know, put much into to what happened with him last year because I felt like just the whole team was was just you know in a bad place. And but his ability, um, yeah, I, no, I, Phil, I, uh, Phil, Phil, Phil definitely put a nice little spell on the on that whole team over there. He was when he started, you know, trying to bash Melo. Derrick Rose just disappeared out the blue. Uh, Przingis actually kind of looked like he just wanted nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? Like it was a, and like it was a soap opera, and it was like, yeah, I don't want any parts of this. Here's Porzingis actually. I said Porzingis. Can you hear me, DJ? Hello, did I lose you, DJ? Yeah, I, I heard that I lose you, DJ, but you went off before that. Okay, no, I was saying it, it looked like it just turned into a soap opera over there, and Porzingis kind of acted looked like he didn't want nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? Like Phil Jackson's around here bashing the greatest player on the team, and he's like, yeah, I don't want anything to do with this. Derrick Rose just disappearing. I don't know what the hell is going on. So, so then that being said, with you being a huge Porzingis fan, it's his team now. Melo's gone. Phil Jackson's gone. Derrick Rose is gone. Um, it's his team. What do you see for the Knicks? Also. Play, playoff possibilities? No. No. Still no. No, I don't I don't see how they make the playoffs. Um I don't know who this point guard is they drafted. Um from France or something. I mean I I mean I was so he's good. You know, he, he, he went pretty high. <laughs> Frank Frank I don't want to murder his name. 
But the new with Frank with the N, Frank Nucleic or whatever his name may be. Go ahead. But but you mean you know I love Enos Cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Enos Cancer Porzingis. Thank Mike. You. Mike. Um, I'm just not sure. Like I said, I'm not sure about the, this this one guy, and I don't know what. What, <laughs> what about Mike? Can you hear me, DJ? Yeah, I hear you. I said, what about Mike? I don't, I don't know how much Mike's want to play. I mean, uh, if they got Mike out there and giving them a serious role on the team, then yeah, you got scoring. Um, um, but once yeah. Melo left, I couldn't pass. I mean, he's gonna sit behind Doug McDermott. I hope not. We've seen Mike sit behind worse we've players. Seen Mike not play on on teams where when we know that he can help them. Right. Is that that's 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 really going to be on him because everybody in the world knows that if you put him in the game, he's going to score. It's it's just it's just you know is he going to do the other things that's going to keep him on the floor, or are they going to trust him to to make the right plays at the right time? So so still no Knicks, huh? I would I would like for that to happen because they I mean they they I'm a fan of a few guys on that team. Um, so, I, I would love for him to make it, but it's, going, it's, it's not going to be easy. <laughs> That's crazy that you. I mean, it's almost like the 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 uh, the Beasley and Cantor almost are like the same person, right? In terms of two guys that can get buckets in their sleep, but for some reason, you know, they just can't. Nobody wants to put them on the floor. Um, I wouldn't go that far <laughs> with, with, with Cantor. Um, I mean, I, I don't I don't know why he didn't play play more. Um, Last year, I mean, they say he he didn't play defense, but I didn't really. I mean, I watch him, and I don't really see. I don't really see a lot of that. Who is there to defend at his position these days? Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't, I don't, I don't really see. It. I see a guy who comes in a game for you know fifteen minutes and still gonna give you seventeen points and like ten rebounds and. He, he's effective every time. Every time I see him on the floor. So, um, even even I was talking to Coach Brooks when 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 Cantor came to the team the year before Coach Brooks left. He loved Cantor, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I don't. I thought we sh- should have gave the ball a lot more." I'm right. Like, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. And um, but I really thought know, that some, was gonna. Coaches I- just don't like you know how certain how certain some guys play. And you know that them coaches might not play, but some other coaches might love them. So we'll we'll see how they how they work that over there. I was a, I was a huge fan. Of, it was oddly enough when we both were of Cantor in Utah, and I remember when he got traded. I mean, watching him in Utah, and I'm like, this dude is like you know really good. And they had a log jam over there with Favors and uh, Al Jefferson was still there, and they had a lot of uh, uh, bigs over there. And but when he would get in, he would do his thing. And then when he was going to OKC, I said, wow, you know, this is going to be. This is a good look. You know, he can yeah. he can really help Westbrook out. And it was almost like the same thing in Utah where, it's, you know, he's getting 20 minutes a game and still finding a way to get 15 points in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But to, to not be on the floor for more than 20 minutes to save his life. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. So, but, and, 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 and the thing is, is you don't even have to give him the ball. He goes and gets right. his own buck. He's on the offense last. Um, and that's that's stuff I think you, you would want to have on the floor, right? Yeah, he's very he's very aggressive. He's he's yeah. very aggressive and very skilled around the basket. And in an era with with not many big men, you know, I mean, 
without even guessing, I mean, he has to be top five big man offensively, right? I mean, there's not even any big man left in yeah, the league like so that. I, and, I, and I would love to see, you know, this year they give him a chance to really come come into his own and um and you know and 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 do what we what we know he can do and get get that team twenty points and ten rebounds. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. All right, well, that's most of the uh, – and the Wizards, since we're local here, we'll say with the Wizards. I, I, to me, the only thing with the Wizards and why it's hard to even talk about them, and I don't really know what there is to talk about, is that in this era where Golden State, Cleveland, and these teams that constantly make it to the finals, they're improving, right? It, it, you know, go, Cleveland – just won the NBA, excuse me, just won the NBA Finals two years ago, go back to the Finals the, the following year, and then the offseason, they add a Dwayne Wade, Derrick Rose, Trey for Isaiah Thomas, bring in Crowder. They do all of these things. I don't understand how the Wizards just stay packed. Just say, we'll, we'll come back next year with the uh, the same nucleus, and, and, you know, as if, like, I, I don't get it. I mean, it's, it's not just the Wizards, it's the whole NBA. It's like you you got these juggernaut teams and you know you're, you you still try to look to get the pieces to get better, but it's it's still going to be hard to you know compete against you when you got the best players in your game and you know you got pieces to surround them and and you pretty much just know that they're going to make it to the finals and all you can do is try to get better and and try to and try to knock them out. I mean, but they literally just came back with the exact same starting five that they had last year. Yeah, I mean, and but you know, when when you get that experience with each other, and you and you feel like you're you're getting better and better, maybe add a few pieces, you know, on the bench. And I mean, and the thing is, if nobody, if there's free agents out there and you can't afford them, or they they don't they decide not to come there, then what can you do? You got you still a good team. You gotta play with what you got. Yeah, you just want. I mean, again, I'm not saying everybody signs a, you know, a Chris Paul. I'm not saying you, you know, you need to add that level. But that second tier guy, Rudy Gay, uh, and and that's Cantor. Like those guys are out there and they're changing teams. And it's like, yo, why don't you grab one of them dudes? Something. Crowder's on the block. I'm interested. Let's let's see what what, what he. Rudy Gay wants to switch teams. Let's see what he's talking about. You know. Other names that are that are that are going the places, you know, Ricky Rubio again. Point guards maybe so you know maybe not with John Wall being there, but for the Wizards to just stay still and the Celtics and the Cavs, who were the two best teams in the East last year, drastically got better. They were the, they were probably the two most aggressive teams in the offseason. You know what I mean? And it's like if if three teams are completing for the same spot, the other two teams are one and two, and you're the third. And the one and you and the one and two in the off season make way more moves than you. I said if there's three teams fighting for the same spot, and you're the third team, yeah. you need to be outworking the other two teams in the off season. You can't have them making all the moves in the off season, and you're and you're just staying pit. It's not that easy. I'm, no, I, yeah, of course it's not that easy. I, I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure them guys make the same phone calls, but you you, you can't control if Gordon Haywood wants to go to Boston and play with his ex coach. And they got the they got the money to pay him. Um, Boston pulled the trigger and, and, and got rid of their their MVP last year, who averaged thirty points, mm-hmm. and, and and got rid of a first round pick and Crowder. They 
they gave away stuff. Is, is the Wizards is the Wizards about to give away John Wall for Kyrie? I doubt it. Um, so so let me. Are you making this about the GM then? I'm just saying. Because no, I agree. It's definitely not. It's, it's not fantasy basketball, obviously. It's, it's, yeah, you know these. It's. I mean, Boston. Boston did make moves. They had a high draft pick. They drafted a good player. They signed a player who's is reuniting with his coach. Um, and I don't. I don't see what moves the Wizards could have made. Maybe Rudy Gay, like you said, he's a hometown kid. But who, if you if you're Rudy Gay, who would you rather play with? The Spurs, who's you know their you know their organization. Or come home and play with the Wizards, who you know they're going to make playoffs, and and you're going to have to deal with a hundred family members trying to get tickets every other <laughs> <laughs> And that's like, hilarious. Like that's a that's an easy choice. I mean, that's hilarious. <laughs> My man said he's going to make the playoffs and have to worry about getting a hundred tickets to every game. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead and finish what you're saying. And and um. It's, it's, it's just a lot goes into it. And some of these guys you see signing places, yeah, a lot of people want them. But it's about, okay, how this player fit with our team? Can we afford this player? Does this player want to come here? What about Melo? I forgot about that. I would have liked to have called him. Like, it, like my man Mikey just said here, it's like we didn't even hear the Wizards' name mentioned in anything. You know what I mean? It was like, it was all, the, let's think about it. The Cavs fired their GM, didn't have a GM. And still made all those moves. You know, you know what I mean? Um, again. The Cavs it, have LeBron. Yeah, and he's go, absolutely. To a team that you think is going, is going to make it to the finals. Once you get to a point in your career where you, you've made your money. Mm-hmm. And, and you care about winning. Yeah. You're going to go to the teams that you think is going to win. You know. The Wizards not going to be. Okay, so then, so then here, let me put this in there then, DJ. It's John. So here's the better question: John Wall, Brad, because right now it's all about big threes, right? Big threes, big three. Is John Wall and Bradley Beal not enough of a big two to entice you to be the third? That's the better question. Um, uh, it depends on what, what, what player we're talking. Who 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 is that third? Kind uh, of let's Sorry, just before. just just for the sake of this argument, let's say Melo. If I'm Melo and I can my my big three, Paul George, Westbrook. Of course, that's a better big three. Yeah. Um, the, we heard the names of Portland, right? Everybody they were in there. Damian Lillard. He would join Damian Lillard and CJ. Um, again, if you're in a Rudy Gay situation, San Antonio's never been a big three sort of situation. Well, you know they were, but it's more of a team thing out there. Um, so let's just say for argument's sake, Melo. Um, it's, it's, let's just make that question. Is I like Melo in Washington. I like I like I like him there, but but I'm not sure. Sometimes sometimes it's like we don't know how Melo and John know each other, how they get along with each other, and all that. You see in the summer. Does that stuff you know, matter a lot? No, huh? Does that stuff matter a lot? If if you have a choice to go and, and play, you know, with guys that's your friends that are great players. And play with guys that you don't know. That's still young, really good players. Pretty sure you want to play with your friends, even before the trade happened. We we seen Melo in the gym with Westbrook and Enos Cantor, and you know he he with them guys. And you know you you, you got your friends that you know you you call each other. Hey, man, yes. Try to, Melo told me years and years ago, like when 
when Brian first went to Miami and all that, he was like, watch this, watch, you know, me and Chris Paul going, you know, go meet up and, and play on the team with each other. And it, and it never happened. Right. But, you know, them are conversations that you're having with, you know, the, the people who you who you know, who you're friends with. And just like Rudy Gay, and just like earlier, earlier in my career, and just like KD, when you go on trying to go home and, and, and play in the city, you know, with, with all that other stuff, you know, the distractions going on around, you kind of, you kind of, you kind of don't want that. I mean, maybe at the end of your career, yeah, but you, I mean, you kind of don't want to deal with that stuff. I believe it. I, I like my little fit and with the Wizards, but I, I just think it's a lot of other stuff that goes on. So, so when, when we start, do we, can, so, because I think that was a good point there. Do, do you think that part of the problem though then is, is that, that the two of them aren't attractive enough to make you feel like as that third piece were title contender? Is, is, is John Wall, Bradley Beal, and you, whoever this imaginary superstar is, enough to win? What, let's say Paul George. So let's insert Mello, Paul George. If I'm Paul George, am I saying, if I'm Paul George, am I looking, am I saying, John Wall, me, John Wall, and Bradley Beal, we can do this? Or you're probably still like, yeah, that ain't going to get it done. I think the answer is no. I think you think, because I don't want, I think when you start mentioning the Bradley Beal, I feel like if Bradley Beal is in your big three, in an era where big threes consist of the third person might be Clay Thompson, the third person might be Paul George, uh, you know, the third person might be Chris Paul, I don't think Bradley Beal is good enough to be the third person in that debate. That's not a knock on Bradley Beal either. Yeah, I mean... I think Bradley can do, well, maybe not defensively, can do as much as Clay, but but he, me handles it a little better. He's just shorter, um, but he he Bradley, Bradley Bill is a productive player. No, I'm, just, I'm not trying to take a shot at Bradley Bill. Not taking a shot at Bradley Bill. No, I'm, I'm not. I don't think you are. Okay, no, um, go ahead. It's 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 really just about can we beat Cleveland? Mm-hmm. Because them are two good players, and I would want to. And I would want to, you know, be be, I would be a third guy on that team, especially in a city like DC. Um, and it, and it, the team is pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we just don't. I don't. I don't know why. You know, they haven't drew the guys in. Um, I just think these days guys are really trying to team up with their friends. Okay, that's fair. That's. I mean, that's fair. You just would have liked to seen, because the thing is, I do think Wall and Bradley Beal are two good players. But in this, like, I would have liked the mellow thing, and I, I think that I thought that would have been a better, that would have been a good look, basketball fan wise. I said I felt like the mellow thing would have been a good look, basketball so. fan wise. I don't know anything about, you know, what he knows about John Wall and, and you know whatever the case may have been. But I think from a let's just say NBA 2K basketball thing where all feelings and emotions are turned off and it's just basketball-wise, I feel like that would have been a good fit. I would have liked to see it. Or even a Paul George, I would have liked to see it. Yeah, yeah, I, I would love to see that too. I do, I do think they can be can be like one, one, one piece away. Because they, they felt like they, they, they felt like they could have possibly beat Cleveland last year if they got a chance. Yeah, no, I, 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 you know... The, yeah, let's not let's not act like they're out there getting blown away. You know what I mean? Like they they were close games, and 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 they, they every time they played Cleveland, they played them tough. I think Marquise. I think they have a lot of good pieces. Uh, yeah. I think me and you are the only people on the planet who like Gortat. 
Um, like every, they hate that guy around here. They they really hate Gortat. I think Gortat's a solid big man. Me too. Um, and you gotta love Morse, right? I mean, he's a, the Morse twin that they have. He's a uh, he's a solid solid player. Like Morse too. Yeah. So I mean, I I think they have pieces. I think they are one superstar away. Not one. Not one. Even, I don't even want to say they're a Rudy Gay away from making the NBA titles. I think they're one that third big cog away from 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 uh, from being. And I guess you know maybe maybe they think Otto Porter is that. I don't see that, but maybe they think Otto Porter is that. They paid him like he is. Yeah. They drafted him like he was. It just really hasn't happened. I guess you know. I mean, he's still young. Like what? Like what? What? Why wouldn't didn't like a Jeff Green? Mm-hmm. He joined. He joined Cleveland instead of the Wizards. You know, it's just and that would, that could have been a good piece, right? Jeff Green's better than Otto Porter, me. Yeah, I. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Do you do you do you think Otto Otto Porter just excuse me Otto Porter just is what he is at this point? Like it's not gonna the the, the him being a superstar player ship has already sailed or. No, I mean I don't think he's a star player. Um, he's I think he's got a lot better. He he was way better last year than he's, he was the years before, and he's knocking down a shot consistently. He's doing dirty work. He's he's a good player. He's he's, he's he don't have a superstar type of game. Okay, gotcha. You got a superstar paycheck. I can tell you that. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of guys do these days. Did you see what they just gave um, Lamarcus Aldridge? No. Uh, Seventy-five million over three years on an extension that doesn't even kick in for another year. Yeah, I mean, the Spurs getting that? Yeah. I mean, a lot of guys who, who I mean, Embiid has right. done fraction of the stuff. <laughs> not, not, not even close. But I mean, yeah, so. we we know what scope. I mean, that means three years from now. We saw what Aldridge did last year in the playoffs, which was disappear. Three years from now. They'll be paying him $25 million. Like, I mean, so not this year's LaMarcus Aldridge. Three years from now, LaMarcus Aldridge. Aldridge can, can, Aldridge, he can, he can, he can play. If Aldridge goes, he can go somewhere like Wizards and, you know, make them a different team. I agree. I was, up until that little stunt he pulled last year in the playoffs where he completely just vanished. It was like, remember, he had those back-to-back games the year before with 40 in the first two playoffs and cooking. Like, hey, no answer for that dude. Dude was unguardable. And then just falls off the face of the earth. And then come last year, we started hearing weird talks in the press conferences, like Pop talking about him and him saying, like, he didn't understand. You know what I mean? LaMarcus saying, like, uh, yeah, part of the reason I didn't take any shots is I was trying to get other people involved. And, and Pop's like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, we're playing basketball and you're out here as the power forward talking about you trying to get other people involved. You know what I mean? And finishing with nine points and five points in playoff games. Yeah. You know. Um, all right, well, let's just get straight to it then. Give me these. What What are we looking at season-wise? Uh, you said you had them looking at uh, Can you give me eight playoff teams from each division, from each conference? No, no I definitely wasn't prepared to, 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 to do that. Um, can you give me the final four? Say again? Can you give me a final four? We already got Boston and... Uh, Boston and Cleveland out east, right? I got I gotta do my homework and then so I go on record, you know, with, with stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, gotta, I gotta do my 
I ain't, I ain't done no homework at all. I still been really in football. In football. Yeah. Right. 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 Uh, this this basketball season kind of crept up on me, and our season starting over here in Cincinnati. It's them gay season crept up on me, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do my homework on that, especially now that you know my Giants ain't, ain't trying to make no noise. I gotta, well, well, that 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 freed that freed up some time for you, the Giants. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I gotta really look at look at these um these NBA rosters and and and, and see what I think. Not to go off topic, but since we haven't talked to you since on the uh, on the football part of this thing, you guys lose three receivers in the same game for the season, man. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, beyond crazy. And then we, we go out and win a game, which I'm, I'm looking for traffic now. We go, <laughs> in, we go into Denver. <laughs> right, 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 right. But well, that's the NFL for you. It just, it just, yeah, it, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, didn't, I wasn't on the last show. I didn't see the um, – the numbers. I don't feel like I picked a game right. Last <laughs> but week. but you're par for the course, though. I'm right there with you. Man, I don't know what's going on in the NFL. Every time you think a team is good, they'll lose to a team that's not that's not good. Yeah. At home on the road. I mean, how you play the Dolphins beating Atlanta in Atlanta? Dolphins beat Atlanta in Atlanta. The Giants beating beat Denver in Denver. Broncos in Denver. Yeah, everything is all over the place. You you, you never have a clue what's going on uh, in the NFL this year. Um. Okay, then let me ask you this. Who do you like better, the Rockets or the Thunder? Um, it's, I don't know. I got I to gotta, I gotta see. The Thunder don't have a bench. So I got I to gotta see, how they, I gotta see how, they, how they play together. Okay. All right. Well, that is everything. Anything you want to say before we got here, DJ? Um, nah, I'm up. I'll, I'll send you my, my football picks before Thursday's game. Um, and and uh, we'll, we'll figure out, you know, what we'll do the next show. But I got to look over these these rosters and see what I really think about. Because the NBA is just, we all just think it's going to come down to Cleveland and, and go to State. And the rest of the stuff is just, you know, okay, how is this guy going to play? How is this guy going to play? I don't think nothing's going to get in the way of Cleveland. And go to state, but I, I can still look at the rosters yeah. and try to put together, you know, who I think is going to get them the AFCs. Well, one one thing we learned last night though was that I do feel like on any given it's one play, I said sorry. I said one thing we learned from last night though was that at any given second everything can change, right? Yeah, injury. Uh, yeah, injury. Injuries can can really change things around. You know what? One, one injury to Paul George and, 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 and Melo or something like that, and Westbrook's right back where he started last year, right? You, you know what I mean? And one injury to Klay Thompson, all of a sudden we're wondering, hmm, now what? So, you know, it's... No, Nick Young plays. I'm not right. That's true. That's, I forgot about Nick Young. He ain't Klay Thompson, but that's true. All right, well, that is everything. Appreciate everybody for tuning in for the basketball show. I am looking forward to, I, I, more so than last year, where last year all we were looking forward to was Golden State playing Cleveland. I feel like now we have more stories. I feel like Houston is an interesting story. OKC yeah. is an interesting story. Um, the Pelicans, what's going to happen there is an interesting story. The Sixers, the Lakers, interesting stories. Like I, I feel like we now have more interesting stories to follow. Yeah, definitely stories, but I still don't think nothing is getting in the way of the finals. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. But last year, I feel like we just didn't even have any stories. We just had, we had hurry up and let's get to the NBA finals. I got some stories. I I, I want to hear. I want to see Melo, Paul George, and Westbrook do some things. I, you know, I want to see how Harden and, and Chris Paul work out. 
I want to see are the Knicks ready to make that step. I want to see these Sixers all play together. Like these are things that I'm interested in. All right, well, that is it, everybody. Appreciate you all for tuning in. DJ, good luck to you guys out there in Cincinnati. And we will talk to you guys all next week. Later.